Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, some have died and have been brought back to life. They've literally had their hearts stop beating, laying on the medical table, dead, flatline. And then a doctor revived them. When you go through something like that, it changes your perspective forever. You appreciate life for what it is, a gift. So how are you doing at viewing your life as a gift? Are you cherishing every single moment of every single day? Or have you been complaining a lot recently? It's too hot, gas is too expensive, people are too crazy. When we begin to say things like that, it almost seems like life is more of a burden than it is a gift. But we don't want to live life like that. We want to appreciate and value our life. We want to view life with a fresh perspective each and every day as we wake up enthused and energized, living for a purpose. That's what today's text from Ephesians 2 is about. God is talking to people who have been spiritually brought back to life, but they don't always live like it. We see encouragement from God to view life for what it is, a gift. A gift that can only be given by God, and that changes our purpose forever. Our reading from Ephesians chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved. Through faith, this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. This is God's word. We've all had that one acquaintance who just seems like they're sleepwalking through life. When they're in school, they can't much be bothered to study for the upcoming test. Once they get a job after school, They just never seem to make any advancements. They just seem complacent with their position. And socially, it just seems like they never do much of anything. 
They lack that desire, passion for life. And it's irritating because everyone else is living life seeking a greater purpose. For some people, that purpose is stacking up as much money as they can. For others, it's trying to win a popularity contest, get as many people to like them as they can. For some, it's all about satisfying all the cravings of the flesh. But you're here at church this morning, so I know that you have a greater purpose than that. You could be out working right now, making more money, but you're not. You're here in church, which sounds like just about the least popular thing you could say in the eyes of many in the world. And I know how much you care about other people. I got to witness that all week during vacation Bible school. Volunteers sacrificing their their time and their possessions and their energy. And I saw parents sacrificing time with their children so that they could bring them here where they could have fun with other children, make new friends, and hear about Jesus. That's purpose, right? You can have all the purpose in the world, but it means nothing if you're dead. Ask Lazarus, the friend of Jesus who we heard about in the gospel lesson. He came down with some sort of illness, and pretty soon all of his desires and ambitions vanished as that disease proved to be lethal. There was no more purpose for his physical life. And then Jesus came to the funeral. Jesus came and he performed a miracle. He raised Lazarus from the dead, showing his power over life and death. But this miracle, it it didn't solve Lazarus' long-term issue because someday in the future, Lazarus was going to die again. And his sisters were going to die too. And you and me were going to die. God has given us all the miracle of life. Yes, we're we're living, we're breathing, but we're living and breathing as children of God. Jesus called himself the resurrection and the life in John 11.25. Ephesians 2 puts it like this. As for you... You were dead in your transgressions and sins. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. God took our spiritually dead corpses and he brought us back to life. And and saying that we were dead in our sins is quite the compliment Death has a sort of neutral connotation, the body lying there motionless on the table. But the truth is, we were more than just in a neutral state. We were God's enemies. We're lying there on the table, clawing, scratching, biting, so that the doctor couldn't bring us back to life. Then God showed his great love for us. Not once we were good, but while we were in a state of pure evil, he gave us a gift. He gave us faith 
in Jesus. Through faith, we're connected to the work of Jesus, the one who never gave in to the desires of the flesh gives us his perfection. The one who suffered the wrath of God on the cross makes sure that we will not endure God's wrath for an eternity. And the one who has been raised with God and is seated at his right hand is going to take us with him, raising us to life, bringing us to the right hand of God. You might not experience the full joys of heaven while living here on earth in this physical world. But the promise is assured. You are raised with Christ. You are seated with him. It's like you're wearing the victory medal even though you haven't finished the race yet. I want you to imagine that your boss at work comes up to you at the end of the year and hands you an envelope. Take a look inside and... It's filled with some of that nice green stuff that we love to spend. And they're about to hand it to you to keep. And they say, this is yours if you stay late all next month. And it's yours if you come in on the next three Saturdays. And it's yours if you come and clean my office. Then you can have your yearly bonus. I'd imagine you'd be pretty upset because that's not a gift, that's a wage. A gift is one person freely giving something to another person. If there are a whole bunch of things that someone needs to do to receive a gift, if there's conditions placed upon the gift, well then, it's really no gift at all. We like to try and be the author of our conversion story. We want to be the ones who have done something to make ourselves alive. That spirit of disobedience is still among us even after we've come to faith in Jesus. Because sometimes us who have been made alive in Christ are still living like we're dead. We want to take a little bit of the credit for ourselves, and sometimes it's overt. I choose Jesus, but of course that's impossible. God makes it clear that the dead can't choose to be made alive. It takes God to work to bring us spiritual life, but sometimes we try and take credit in a little more subtle manner. We come to worship week after week after week, Sometimes it gets a little stale. We're tempted to think that we've heard this one before. We're standing firm enough on our own. But it's a good thing that they're here to hear this message. Or when we're talking to those who are spiritually dead, and we have one of those amazing conversations filled with God's grace and his love as we share with them their Savior And then after, we look at how well we did things. I was so tactful and so wise. We start to take credit for ourselves instead of credit to the one who has made us alive. Sometimes we act like we're dead. But you're not dead. You've been made alive by Christ. So live like it. 
live out the faith that Christ has given you. He took your heart of stone and he formed it into a heart of flesh, a heart of faith. Now we have the opportunity to tell those we love all about the one who came to give his life for us, the one, Jesus, who came to make us alive. If you were here for any portion of Vacation Bible School last week, you would say things felt pretty alive here at church. There are children running around everywhere. They're, they're singing their songs. They're doing their crafts. They're playing outside. Volunteers, they're, they're chasing after the kids and trying to keep on top of the schedule. Things felt very alive. But the truth is, there are camps like Vacation Bible School, all over the world. But they're missing something. We could have had a time with children where we sang silly, strong, silly songs, constructed creative crafts, told fun stories. Without Jesus, the one who makes us alive, it would have been dead. We did have all of that fun at Vacation Bible School this week, but we talked about our Savior while we did it. We talked about the one who has made us alive. I'm sure if you talked to anyone at the end of Vacation Bible School, they're pretty exhausted from a long, hard week. But we'd do it again. We will do it again. Sharing God's love with others is accomplishing verse 10. We're God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We will keep doing that here at church. We'll, we'll do it at soccer camp and at fall festival and each and every Sunday as we have Bible school and we gather for worship and we'll keep doing that when we're away from this building. When we're at the neighborhood block party. Or talking with our co-workers over lunch. Or in our homes with our families. Jesus has made us spiritually alive. He has given us that gift of life. That changes our purpose forever. So go and live for him in Christ. Amen. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Please stand as we confess our faith together according to the words of the Apostles' Creed on page 11 of the bulletin. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated.